I never did have the heart to tell Mama that Papa ran away or that he died. Some people are just happier when they're miserable. The Hut Council records. Every dirty deed those criminals have slithered through. Worth a fortune, baby. Plenty enough to retire Oh, that's too bad. I still got work to do. But, but, what about Solarine? The sunsets? You and me sharing a future. Next time you'll think twice about breaking someone's heart. Oh, wait. There won't be a next time. No! Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Force Time. My name is Travis and today I have a very special guest with me, Tori Fox. Tori, welcome to the show. So nice to be here. Thank you so much. Very excited. (laughs) Thank you. Tori is the supremely talented owner, operator, sculptor, 3D printer, photographer, social media manager, (laughs) and hype person of Creature Cartel. Did I cover everything there? Yeah, that's like almost everything. There's probably a couple other things as well, but yeah. <laughs> I wasn't Fortnite. expecting you. What did I say that on? I know I said I don't remember. It must have been Instagram remember. or something, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, accurate. Yes. I do it all. So. Do it all, for sure. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about all things Creature Cartel, as well as Tori's Star Wars fandom and her love of creatures. So, Tori, first off, can you tell us a little bit about what Creature Cartel is? Yes, it is um, my Etsy shop. Maybe one day we'll branch off from Etsy, but right now it's on Etsy. Um, and it's a shop that's geared towards, it's predominantly Star Wars because that's that's my jam. But um, it's like nerd accessories and just other kind of miscellaneous things. Um, I also sell a couple masks on the side, too. That's kind of calmed down a bit because other things have actually picked up in terms of like my accessories and stuff. But yeah, it's just a shop that's creatures, accessories and the unexpected. And yeah, it's kind of become a really big labor of love over the past six months. So you have the coolest stuff. I've I've followed you for a while now and I finally ordered two things. I'm wearing the Japur snippet. So I have that on right now. And then And then also the the calamari flan. So uh, the coin from the Mandalorian and just like just getting it in my hands. It's just like the coolest thing ever. You see pictures of it and everything, but then when you order it and you get it just so cool, you, you make the coolest stuff. So uh, just want to, I'm so happy that you like them and you got them. And the calamari flan are definitely one of my like biggest sellers. People, people die for those. And um, I'm really happy. I could kind of do the screen ones justice. (laughs) Yes, for sure. It was literally like Grief Karga handed them to me. So yes, I I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, but yes, you have so so much cool stuff on on your website uh, that you've created. Uh, what inspired you to start Creature Cartel? So it was actually kind of an accident um, in a way. So <laughs> short story is I wanted to make some gifts for friends that I was seeing at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago last year. Uh, so I made the Jap Snippets. That was the first thing I ever made. Um, for the shop. 
uh, and, uh, you know, I sculpted it, made a mold, casted it, painted it. Um, I gave them to my friends and they wore them all weekend, which I was honored that they wore them, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> they wore them and people kept asking, they were like, I can't stop. Like people are consistently asking me where I got this necklace. And I'm like, ah, my friend made it. Like, I don't know. So I was like, okay, let me put it up on the internet. And you know, if someone wants to buy it, they can. Cause I had a couple mutual friends that also wanted them. So I did that. And, um, yeah, for the longest time, it was mainly that. Um, and then I did a couple buttons and it didn't really, I didn't really spend a lot of time on it because I had a job and scenic here in Orlando and I was really, really busy. Um, but with COVID and everything, I kind of had to take a step away from my job. And um, now the shop is my job. So, <laughs> like I said, there's, there's so much. And I do remember like last year seeing this and then earlier this year, just, so much cool stuff coming out like every week it almost seems like that you have something new it's it's been it's been wild for a while it was every week I kind of I've slowed down a little bit but I just I I'm someone who really is dedicated to whatever their job is and so um it's actually been really bad being my own boss because like I don't take breaks and everything so I'm trying to get better about that (laughs) but yeah I'm trying I'm still trying to have like you know because I have a lot of ideas Um, and it takes me like not a ton of time to put something together normally if I can like really think about it. So thanks for noticing. Yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. So what is your favorite piece that you've created so far? Um, okay. This is a very hard question. Um, I think I, so I have these, um, I have like a Sabak inspired collection that I took like coins and things that are, um, you see, we'd see on the table when they're playing Sabak, all the random different coins um i did i've done a couple earrings with those and a couple necklaces and i really like i i made ones that were like almost full size so they're like pretty big earrings um those i think are my favorite because they're like the most my style i would say i really enjoy those a lot and i think they're so subtly star wars i i enjoy things that are a little more on the subtle side for like accessories and t-shirts and and that kind of stuff um so i think that's it but also i have something coming out that is probably my favorite because it's based off of one of my favorite characters um, that I'm not going to talk about it too much, uh, but they came out really well. So I think that might be my favorite now. (laughs) Nice. I'll be looking forward to it for sure. How, how long does it take to make? So I guess start with the Sabak earrings. Like how long does that process take you? So it kind of depends, but honestly, for the most part, I can probably pull something together like within a week. Um, but it's also kind of dependent on, um, I'm taking COVID very seriously, so I don't really go to the store ever. So a lot of my stuff is buying things online. So I kind of have to wait for things to arrive in the mail. Um, but for the most part, in terms of like actually getting things ready to like, if I had all the materials, it's probably a week. Um, most of my stuff is either 3d printed. So I either, um, there's a file that's available on the internet that anyone can use, or there's there, I made the file, um, or my boyfriend helped me make the file really. Yeah. Let's be honest. I'm yeah. trying to get better at that. But <laughs> so, and then I would 3D print it, or I would sculpt it if I needed to sculpt it, and then I would make a mold out of it, a silicone mold. And then once the mold is ready to go, all I got to do is pour it up in whatever type of compound I'm using, like a resin or two-part plastic or whatever the situation requires. So, and then assembly after that. So, I mean, I can make a piece in like no time at all if I'm if I have like the materials. 
Gotcha. You make it sound so easy, but I I know 100% like it's not. <laughs> you it's make been, it sound easy. <laughs> it's, it's been like a really long process for me to get to this point in my life because it really is a practice makes perfect scenario. Um, I'm very fortunate in that, you know, I went to special effects makeup school. Um, God, it was like four years ago now, I think. Um, the, I was like their second semester ever and they're turning four this year, the school I went to. So um, I learned all the mold making and stuff basics from there. Um, so I've been doing this kind of stuff ever since. So it's definitely like, I, yes, it's kind of, it's really quick for me, but that's just because I've been doing it for a job for a long time. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a lot of experience helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you decide what piece you're going to make next? So you said you have a new one coming soon. Uh, how do you decide, like, what's your thought process behind that? Yeah. So the new one, there's, I would say the newer ones are, there's a little bit more thought put into them because it is kind of a, it's a partnering, it's a collection, which I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So I won't get too much into that, but so that's got a little bit more uh, (laughs) thought behind it because we're kind of trying to put together a whole collection and um, really focus on specific things. Um, For me, I am really big into um, all of the reference books that Star Wars puts out. Like they're amazing. So I have all the visual dictionaries. So I spent a lot of time just my own leisure time, just looking through them because I think they're fascinating. Um, but uh, it either starts with me seeing a detail that I really enjoy and then wanting to kind of jump off of that. Or maybe I say, okay, I really feel like, like with this, I'm wearing my Kylo Ren necklace. Yeah. I was like, people love Kylo Ren. I love Kylo Ren. Why don't I have something for Kylo Ren? So I kind of started looking, I looked for him in the books that I had for the sequel trilogy. Um, just was kind of studying his outfit and kind of thinking about, what is something that's like iconic, but it's not like super in your face. So I went with the belt buckle. Um, And then I put the ends here that I specifically bought for this um, have kind of like a ridging in them, which I thought matched up with his sleeves pretty well, because his sleeves also have kind of like ridging in them. So yeah, so it's, it's a lot of just kind of thinking about how can I look at a character and pull something from them that is somewhat recognizable but it's not like too in your face or it also not something that I've seen done before, I guess, for the most part, because I think there are a lot of really great artists out there and they do make a lot of really cool stuff. And I, you know, I kind of want to add something new to the table. Yeah. I think that's what really sets you apart too, because I've seen, like, I follow a lot of creators and everything, but like you said, like specifically with the Kylo Ren one, like that's something that someone wouldn't ever think about. But then you, when you lay it out, like you just did, like, it's like, oh, that is so cool. And even when you put it like in the description and everything. So that's such a cool, just creative piece behind it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, I guess that does kind of lead us into, so Celestial Sisters is, it was just announced with you, the Dorky Diva, uh, Savannah Odit, and Whimsy Design and Illustration with Alyssa Bradley. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah, I can I can give you a little bit. Nothing too much, though, <laughs> just yet. I think we're actually probably going to be announcing some stuff probably within the next week, I'm hoping. It's Savannah kind of approached me and she's like, hey, um, I've had this idea for a while. And like, I think, you know, we've me and her have been friends for a minute now. And so she's like, I really like what you're doing. And I think we can kind of like partner up. And so um, she had Alyssa do her really, really cool um, armor shirt, like the We Can Do It style. And I love the armor she's one of my favorites and yeah, I have I that, we have that poster that, that poster oh, is so cool the best um but I was really excited I was crazy excited so we started talking about like what would be base 
this collection off of. So it ended up being, um, which yes, I think it's gotten a lot better. There are certainly a lot of brands now that are doing more like kind of female led uh, merchandise, but you know, clearly we're still not getting the amount of really cool women merchandises like male characters probably do. So um, just wanting to really appreciate specific female characters in Star Wars. And then also a lot that are um, not as, like focused on. So like our first two, I'll say like the one is definitely someone that talk about all the time. Um, Savannah kind of hinted at it in her blog post. Um, She said, you know, it's Clone Wars themed is kind of the first two things that we're doing. Um, And it's a certain apprentice and a certain duchess. So clearly one of them is very, very widely celebrated, but the other one, not so much. And that, that one's one of my favorite characters. So um, yeah, our goal is just to kind of bring some more love to the female characters in Star Wars That's with some a- cool apparel on Savannah's side. And then my side is more like accessories. When I saw you three, like three of the coolest people in fandom too, getting together oh and like God. doing that. Very exciting. I mean, you saw it, you know, the, so was of- I, the, the response was really great and yeah. it's very exciting. I'm, I'm very, very excited and I'm, I'm so excited that everyone else is excited. So I, Hope that everyone likes the stuff that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm so excited. And like Savannah and Alyssa are, I like, I mean, I agree with you on like them being like, they're the coolest. So I was like, so flattered to be a part of this. So for sure. I'm, I met Alyssa last year at Disneyland, actually in galaxy's edge. Um, she was there with the looking for Leia crew and I had met, on Elise beef uh, last year at celebration. So I like, we just randomly ran into each other at Disneyland and met her and have followed her and everything since then. So yeah, she's, she's the coolest. That's super cool. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about your fandom. So you have one of the most specific, uh, tastes that I've seen, I think of a star Wars fan. Like I'm pretty boring, you know, I like, you know, Luke Skywalker oh. and I like, you know, baby Yoda and stuff like that. But, but you have like a very specific, so I want to, I want to dig in a little bit and just like get to um, the beginning of your star Wars fandom. Uh, how did it start and what first got you into star Wars? I, so like my first memories of star Wars, I don't really remember the first time I watched star Wars because my parents are big star Wars fans. So I have just like star Wars has always just been there. Like it's always been a fact there is Star Wars for me. So I unfortunately don't have the memories of seeing Star Wars for the first time, but um, I would say like the biggest thing in my, like growing up that was most influential in making me like a true obsessive Star Wars fan would be going to um, Star Wars weekends at Hollywood studios um, at Walt Disney world that happened for a period of over 10 years, I'm pretty sure. Um, And we went every single year and it was just such a cool way to like, first of all, be up close and personal with all these really cool characters and costumes and things because they would, you know, they're very detailed in their costuming. And so everything was pretty screen accurate. Um, And I, what I loved was the more obscure characters. Like they would have Ara Singh walking around or they would have like a Gamorrean guard walking around. Like, so cool. (laughs) And then I also through that experience was able to, you know, meet quite a few people um, that were involved in the making of Star Wars. So I think that sparked kind of my like behind the scenes love of all the stuff that goes into making it. Um, And then I think 
also, it's like a threefold thing. Um, it was kind of the first time I realized like, wow, this is like a community because I had my family, which my family is great, but to be like a really young kid and see, wow, there's so many other people that love this thing. That is so cool. And I can come here and I can experience that and be excited with them. So Star Wars weekends forever. Yeah, for sure. I'm just, I've always seen pictures and like videos of, of Star Wars weekends, but I was never lucky enough to go, but some of the stuff is just so goofy and funny, but just, I'm sure extremely, extremely memorable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I still like, I, I thought about doing this, but it was just one of those things where I didn't have enough time and all this, but like, everyone was kind of putting together fun online stuff for celebration, um, like virtual celebration, like two weeks ago or whatever it was. And um, I really wanted to do like a star Wars weekend. <laughs> so I've been watching <laughs> compilation videos for like a week now, just cause I've been in the mood. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, star Wars weekend memory? I mean, okay. So I don't feel like I have the, I have like one distinct memory, like specific memory from this, but they had this thing called the hyperspace hoopla, which was like the coolest thing ever. And they ended up getting rid of it just as Disney bought Lucasfilm, which was really weird. I don't know if they were just like, Oh, we own this now. We can't make fun anymore. Like, I don't know. It was this absolutely insane. I don't know if I, you can stop me if you know what it is, but this absolutely insane literal, just like dance off with star wars characters like i encourage you please look this up it is you'll be so entertained um and i I, like it was just wild like um i was watching one the other day it was um padme well it was it was her queen amidala her like red senatorial gown um so like imagine someone trying to dance in that that's wild um that zam wessel ahsoka arsang i think and they were dancing to Material Girl, like Madonna's Material Girl. Like it's, and the backup dancers were Tuscan Raiders. Like this was a thing that went on for years. <laughs> and I cannot say enough good things about it. So <laughs> I would say, but I would say like my most distinctive memory from that kind of show was before one of the shows, it was right when they were talking about The Force Awakens. Like Force Friday was about to happen. It was the summer before all of that. Um, that was where they had for the first time ever in person, the first order troopers, they came out Ah, on the stage and nobody knew what was happening. And it was just like, what is, (laughs) what What is going Uh, on? So yeah, so that's pretty exciting. I would say that's pretty cool. But I also like, I got to meet like Billy D Williams, which was like a dream come true. Um, and Tim Rose, who's Admiral Akbar. So I, there's just so many good memories. Yeah, I I definitely need to watch more of those videos because I've seen so I've seen like all the gifts you know of like Boba Fett dancing and say, <laughs> one of my favorite gifts ever is the Boba booty shaking gif like it's yeah. like please watch these. <laughs> if there's anything you take away from this episode, definitely go on YouTube and watch Star Wars Weekends uh, hyperspace hoopla. Yes, hyperspace hoopla. I I beg of you, do it. Perfect. It's I know what it. I'm doing. Uh, the rest of the rest of tonight. <laughs> Please do. Uh, so what is your favorite piece of Star Wars media? I know this is always a really hard question for me to answer because normally it's whatever I'm watching at the time. But do you have a favorite either book, TV show, movie? Um, okay. I have, can I say two? I'm the worst. I yeah. Can't no, one. that's the... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely one of those people where it's like, no, I, I, I can't pick one. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I still honestly feel like I don't know the question to like, what's your favorite character. But anyway, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a 
side. But anyway, um, I my two of my favorite things are Rogue One and The Mandalorian. Um, I really enjoy, don't get me wrong, love all the Star Wars, but I have never been crazy drawn to the Jedi aspect of things. I think because I, I don't think I would ever be a Jedi, I could not do that. Um, there's just too many rules and I don't think I'd be like a Sith either because I don't know if I care that much so like I, I definitely think I'd be like a smuggler or something like that but um, those stories to me are super fascinating because they do kind of branch off of um, the Skywalker saga and it's filling in the edges of the galaxy right like you know that there's this vast galaxy with multiple planets and all this and i just think it's so amazing the world building that they do in these kinds of shows and movies where it's just adding layers just adding really cool layers um so yeah rogue one i just like i watch it all the time i it is my favorite star wars movie um i don't think i've ever left a theater feeling the way I did after Rogue One. Like, it was such an incredible experience. Um, so, yeah. And I love, like, all the little connections in Rogue One that are there, and they make sense, and they just enhance the story, and they're not, like, gratuitous. It's just, it's it's beautiful. Um, and then with Mando, um, backstory, Boba Fett was, like, my favorite growing up as a kid, Boba Fett was my number one. Um, I still love him, but you know, yeah. as I've gotten older, there have been others. Um, <laughs> sounds like I'm cheating on him. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so with Mando, Mando is like everything I've wanted out of Star Wars. Like that is the story that I wanted ever since I was a kid. Like I want to know more about like the Mandalorian Creed. Like I want to know more about the seedier parts of society, like the scum and villainy, the bounty hunters. So yeah, love it. I both rogue one and the Mandalorian are for me. They're always the ones when I'm watching them, I'm like, Oh my God, why don't I watch this more? It's so good. And, and I think I, I've always been more drawn to like the forcey stuff, but every time I put one of those on, I'm just like, I, I'm so into it. You get, to, it's just grounded and it's real people and it's, it's easier to kind of make that connection with too. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So season two of the Mandalorian, we still, and I'll, I'll put it, I'll go ahead and put another timestamp on this, but we still have not got a trailer for season two. Uh, but is there anything that you're most looking forward to in season two? I mean, everything, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, definitely I want to see more of the armor, so I'm hoping for that. I'm also hoping for it, which they shouldn't have killed her off in the first place, but I'm hoping that Fennec Shan's not dead and I yes. see more of Make No End because that was, come on now. Yeah. That was a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but so I'm really looking for, I'm hoping to see like some more really cool, you know, like female characters, specifically the armor. She is like one of my favorites. But um, I think I'm really mostly intrigued by um baby's origins because you know we've seen now just just three of the species but we still literally don't know anything and kind of i think often about the dialogue that the armorer and mando have where it's like where she tells him you know he need to find his people basically but so it's like that could mean his like species people like maybe his planet or for sensitive people like what does that mean like which now there could be a third avenue, I don't know, but I feel like that's kind of what it has to be, right? So I'm I'm intrigued to see how that's going to play out. Yes. Very intrigued. I I want 
And I don't think we're going to get very, like, with Baby Yoda, I don't think we're going to get many answers because we can't, because Baby Yoda still has to be part of the show, right? So I'm wondering, like, like they're they're in it with Baby Yoda, right? So Baby Yoda's in it for the long haul. So that, I, oh, I, you know, I mean, even if they I, were going to kill, kill him off or something, no, like, they can't now. No, they, <laughs> definitely not that i was thinking more like they find his people but well, you know what I mean? i'm sorry like you know what i mean like he just wouldn't be part of the show anymore like they can't do that anymore it, we're too far gone as a society like it has to he has to be there at all times yeah that too that too uh <laughs> but, i didn't mean to like throw out that he'd be killed i didn't actually think that <laughs> but yes uh but Sorry, <laughs> but, but I do. I want to know. Um, there's so many. There's just so many different avenues that they could take with Baby Yoda, and I think something that they did really good with the first season was like, yes, it was the Baby Yoda show, like to a point, but it was still like about the Mandalorian and about you know the Mandalorian's way of life, and it wasn't like all you know once they once they put this baby on screen it wasn't only that like yeah that's why i'm wearing the baby yoda hoodie and like got all the baby yoda merchandise but still like the story is is pretty like you know into the mando and his relationship too i think too but if we if we get more of the armor like a lot more i will be extremely excited i she's like the coolest character and we just don't know i i want to <laughs> i want to know I want to know everything about her. And yeah, you're hundred percent right. Fennec Shan, like, come on, that can't be, that can't be it. I'm crossing my fingers for more, for more Fennec for sure. Absolutely. And like, I mean like those boots walking up to her, like whose boots are those? I don't feel like we know yeah. that much. You know what I mean? So I'm like, mm-hmm. I there, see you. There's, there's definitely like so many unanswered questions that, that are out there that I, the thing with the Mandalorian, it, it was the show that I never knew I needed. You said, you know, like, that's what you wanted. That's the type. When I heard that it, the Mandalorian was coming out, I was like, ah, uh, you know, that's cool. I'm sure I'll love it. I like, Star, you know, I obviously love Star Wars. But then it came out, I was like, yeah, like, that we we needed this. You know, a lot of people like to say that, oh, is, is it really needed? Yep, it is needed. <laughs> like, we need it. It's, it's so good. Absolutely. 100%. I super agree with your, like, talking about how... Um, the characters are just like it, like yeah, it's baby, it's baby's show. Let's be yeah, honest, it's yeah. Show. But like, additionally, like it is so good at building up all these other characters, and that's I think a big part of because, like I said, I kind of enjoy the more like obscure, maybe like you know, you know, they're not Skywalkers, they're not you know solos, um, just these random people that we're just learning so much about. Like it's, I love you, I love that. Absolutely, grief Karga, like how cool is he? Oh my God, you see his new outfit? Yeah, yeah, I did. It's amazing. It's amazing. And and Moff Gideon, I mean, that's another character. It's like, you kind of might think you know what's going on, but there's there's so much that could happen with that character. Absolutely, yeah. He's a wild card. I don't even know what's going on. (laughs) Definitely. And the Darksaber. I mean, come on. Okay, so let's switch gears just a little bit. You've also been a Star Wars cosplayer. And you have had a ton of cosplays. Do you have a favorite Star Wars cosplay or two? You can say two on this one too, if you want. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So I would say, okay. It's kind of like, for me, I would say like in terms of like legitimate cosplays that I've done, that's like full on, like, I kind of feel like I've only really done one. I dressed up like Ray from the last Jedi, um, her like throne room outfit, 
um, for star celebration. That's the first time that I ever like seriously cosplayed something, but I definitely make a lot of dumb outfits on the side. <laughs> So, being Ray was really, really cool, very exciting. Um, that's the first time I ever tried, like, seriously cosplaying something from Star Wars that was, like, an actual person or something. Um, so, that was really fun and really cool. Um, and I had a really good time with that. Um, so, I feel like that'll always be, like, a really special thing for me. But um, it started out as <laughs> run Disney race outfits. I do the 5K and the 10K every year yeah. um, in Orlando. And um, so, I started doing weird creatures from star wars as costumes and then it's kind of branched off into like nicer outfits um but so i did like a nicer version of my size noodles outfit but i did one that had her lips and her eyes on my hat and everything um for the races and i think that's like probably my one of my favorite things i've done that's like star wars related because um first of all love size noodles obviously um, and it was cool to actually like embody her for once. And I had a little, I had a little fanny pack. My Savannah actually suggested that I do this and I had a speaker in it and I played Latinx like the whole race, Amazing. Um, which is really fun. <laughs> but, that um, motivates you too. I'm sure like that yeah, oh, going faster. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, 100%. But so I really like seeing people's response to that. Like at the event was really fun. Um, and then I had like a crazy response on the internet which was exciting in the aspect of like, I met a lot of people that I'm now still friends with through, through posting that dumb photo of me. <laughs> and um, I actually also got like a write up on starwars.com for my race outfits. So oh, nice. it's very, very cool. And it was also a character that's like really special to me. So I guess my size noodles race outfit is probably like the top. It's definitely quality wise. It's like middle, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I had the most fun in it, I think. So. I love that you got a write up on StarWars.com. That's that's amazing. But it, was, it was cool. It was um it was Kristen Baver who does the um Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, the is this week uh, this week is yep yeah yep. She's the best. But yeah, she like contacted me and was like, "Hey, I'd love to do a piece." And so I sent her all my other weird race pictures because I also did like a Thalus Iron one. Yeah. Here. yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing that one. That was good. Yeah, Someone blocked me for that, so that was cool. Like someone literally was like, "I'm blocking you." I was like, "Okay." Um, <laughs> Hashtag blocked. Yeah. But yeah. So Th- there is one more that uh, you haven't mentioned yet, and that is Claude Couture. So, how did this one come together? I think that's the nicest one I've done, actually, Very out nice. of the creature. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so. <sighs> I like in a roundabout way started dressing up for every Star Wars premiere um, for like the new movies. And um, so my best friend and I did, I was kind of like Poe for The Force Awakens and she was um, Captain Phasma. And then for like Rogue One and Solo, we dressed up. Um, I did, I was a Porg for The Last Jedi. Um, that might have actually been one of the first times that I like actually like dressed up as like a creature. Yeah. Um, but uh for rise of skywalker i was like i don't know i like was kind of thinking about it i'm I'm not sure and then they dropped the picture of claude and i was like what is this um so yeah so (laughs) i um in true fashion i when it's like my personal projects i am normally like doing it the night before so i was doing it the night before (laughs) good job um, but yeah, I bought a dress that I thought was like a pretty good shape. Um, I dyed it like the tan color. I airbrushed it with all his weird, like 
pockmarks and wrinkles and skin texture. And then I made the hat out of, um, it was like a headband with a piece of foam core board that I, um, covered in felt. And, um, I attached the little, his little like antenna. I used, um, armature wire and I sculpted over that, um, with like a hardening sculpting clay. Um, and then I painted everything and then the eyeball earrings were actually like the last thing. And I did that. Like that was like the last minute thing. Cause I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. Like, what am I missing? I was like, those horrifying eyes. Perfect. <laughs> I, made those, so I made those in earrings. I made those mainly out of like felt that I glued together. So <laughs> That's another one that you got somewhat famous for, right? Because if you Google Claude Star Wars, I'm pretty sure you still like <laughs> pop up. I don't know if I'll ever make it bigger than that because, yeah, if you if you Google Claude T R O S, the Rise of Skywalker, yep. I am like in the first couple rows of pictures, and that's really exciting for me personally. <laughs> um, at one point, when I did it, I was like on the top row. Um, also on the top, like the suggestions of things like that are related, my name comes up, which is also, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's probably like the best thing I've ever done and probably ever will do. But yeah, it was, it was really cool because, um, the guy who, um, was the creature actor, one of the creature actors for Claude, um, started following me and like reposted it and was like, Oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, I am so happy right now that I appreciate my dumb outfit. Thank you so much. So <laughs> that's amazing. I, um, I, I remember you posting about that and saying like how proud you were that that was your, that was your biggest accomplishment. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get bigger than that. And I think I'm fine with that actually. Like, I think that's, that's more that's than a good. lot of people can say. So <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I've left my mark. <laughs> Claude, I hope you fix that surge. Re-up, re-up. So I want to ask you about Size Noodles and her cultural impact on, on the world. Absolutely. I, she's just, she has, I was thinking about this prior to our interview today because I was like, cultural impact, that's such a, that's a very specific thing. <laughs> so for me, um, I'm going to mess this up because I don't really watch late night TV or any of the like talk shows. Um, I think they're called the roots and I think, are they for Jimmy? No. Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Okay. There's two Jimmy. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Fallon. I think. I think it's Jimmy Fallon. So one of the guys from Jimmy Fallon did a star Wars rap. And I think he was using like the, le- I, I watched it a long time ago, but he was using like the letters of the alphabet and for S he used size noodles and he called her the Beyonce of star Wars. And that is correct. Yeah, that's and okay. I really, you know, I mean, I'm gonna go into it more, but I really feel like that can be like hard stop. Like that's it. Like that. You don't. Do you need to say more? Like probably not. But <laughs> but I. She has this like quality about her that I can both explain and not explain. That like I feel so drawn to her, and I feel like people in the Star Wars universe are probably also drawn to her because think about it. In the short time that we've known her, which is probably like. 10 minutes of screen time total, maybe. She has proven herself as a very talented performer, proven herself to be very sassy and independent and wonderful. And then she also killed her gangster boyfriend. Like, what? Like, and these are the things that we see. Like, think about all the things that we don't see. Like, she's incredible. So, yeah. And and, and then from, like, a design aspect, I think she's just, she's, like, the weirdest design ever, and it works, and it's really cool. Um, And I really enjoy her, like, 
her skin tone she's got going on, her like yellow with the purple. It's beautiful. She's beautiful. <laughs> she is beautiful. Size noodles <laughs> is extremely she is. beautiful. <laughs> I have like a mini shrine started. I have a I have an action figure of her, and I found this really beautiful piece of like almost Art Nouveau art. I'm I'm like looking at it right now. That's why I <laughs> just started looking at it as soon as you asked. You get lost. Um, and then uh, Kara, um, who does the um, Into a Larger World Star Wars fanzine, she um, made me a custom made Size Noodles collage, and it is now my most prized possession. So. Well, I was just gonna say it is amazing. I and when she posted that, or no, you posted it first, and immediately, like, no matter what, I was like, "Yep, that's like, no matter who posted it, I know that was yours." You know, <laughs> like, I know that you got that made. Absolutely, I was so excited too. Like, I, I don't actually don't think she was taking commissions when I messaged her. She's like, "I'm not taking commissions, but like, I'll like I'll put you on the list." Like, yeah. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, oh, she was probably looking forward to it. She probably knew it was coming eventually, too. So she had it. Yeah, right. Well, the thing, really, the the reason why I reached out, I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't have thought this, thought of this on my own, but I got, um, when I first was kind of like being introduced to her work and stuff, she had a sale and it was a bunch of different prints. And so I got the Max Rebo one and I was like, yeah, I mean, I have to get a size noodles to put next to the max rebo so yep yep gotta collect them all now <laughs> honestly maybe yeah <laughs> i might have her too <laughs> to everyone from that scene why not yeah well I, I love that was a very um succinct like take on size noodles and and her cultural impact and that you know really relating it to beyonce and just the fact that she permeated popular culture at, on the Jimmy Fallon show. I mean, that says a lot too. I'm telling you. You're right. Like, that, that, that like 10 minutes of screen time, it is a lot. When you lay it out like that, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I just, every, like, I honestly ask myself this now. It started as a joke. Um, but I do ask myself, what would size noodles do? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because she's very like, she's sassy. She's independent. Like, She's we doing all her, be a little bit size noodles. Absolutely. She's just doing her thing. She's doing what makes her happy all the time. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> when did your love of creatures begin? Because you've you've had, I mean, we've talked about size noodles, Claude. We've talked about all sorts of creatures already. Uh, when did that? When did that begin for you? Yes, um, I it, it's it's a childhood thing, you know. Like I just feel like I was exposed to the best possible media growing up. So, you know, Star Wars, obviously. Um, I massive fan of ET. Love ET. Um, my grandma um, introduced me to the Universal monsters. So those were like a big formative part of my childhood as well. Um, it was really cool listening to her talk about like, oh, you know, Dracula would hold up his cape and we would all scream. And I'm just like, yeah. it's so funny to hear about like how wild people would get back in the day <laughs> yeah. um, at a horror movie. But yeah, um, that so that stuff, that's just the kind of stuff that I grew up on that I just became like really fascinated with and I, you know, was probably in elementary school when it finally clicked that, like, looking at, like, Frankenstein, like, 
that's someone's job to make that look. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite creature from Scythe? I put it down here to ask you about each trilogy. Do you have a favorite character from each trilogy? So, well, let's start with the prequels. So I've been thinking about this ever since you said those questions. It's a very hard decision for me. I'm sure it is. But I'm going to try and pick one. Because <laughs> um, especially prequel, prequel for me is like the golden age. And that's not to say that like original and sequel aren't good, but I just, I don't know. The designs of the prequels, ah, beautiful. Chef's kiss. Um, I thought about this long and hard. Um it was, okay, so it was between Jar Jar and Sebulba for me. Yeah. For for prequel. And that's really hard because there's so many. I mean, there's, you know, love the Nexu, love the Ackley from, you know, Genosis and Tech the Clones. I live for um, Boga. Yeah. Like, come on. So I, it's very hard. But I think I might have to go with Sebulba. I just, with Hit, with Sebulba and Jar Jar, like, both have such interesting body shapes that kind of almost help tell their story. And I think a big thing for me is I really enjoy like skin texture, like weird skin textures on creatures. And they both have such like intricate and weird, both texture and kind of like patterning on their skin. It's just fascinating. But (laughs) that was my like non-answer of not giving you one. I'll pick Sebulba. I'll pick a Sebulba. I'm doing it. That's you. You can't go wrong. I mean, Sebulba, Jar Jar. I love that you're making me think about like skin texture and things I wouldn't have thought about with those characters. Because like with Sebulba, it's always like how he walks, you know, and just Dugs in general are just cool. And yes, and then like every time I watch Attack of the Clones in the diner scene, like Dex's diner. I always look in the background for that Doug in the background and be like, I want to know his, his story or her story. Like I want to know their story. Yes. I agree with that statement. I want, I really want to see a Doug in like Mando or something. Oh, that would be, that would like, be awesome. I, We haven't seen a Doug in a really long time. That's true. They've been that. Lucasfilm. I know you're listening. Uh, we need more Dougs in star Wars. <laughs> Actually. Oh, no, I can't remember his name. Oh, He's a one. Of, he's an author. I I think he's doing some of the new. Um, pro, it was Project Luminous before they named it, oh, but it's uh, all the the High Republic. Yes, Just he a, is one of the authors, and he posted about how he put a dog in the story. So we are going to see one like in a story, but I'm talking like I want to see yes, one. yes, a live another live action one. A live action dog. Yes, walking around, crawling around. Racing pods, maybe. Who knows? Yelling at someone, please. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so let's move on to the original trilogy. Do you have a favorite from the original trilogy? Mon Calamari. Didn't take long. You knew that, that is, yeah, that was, that was really, I mean, okay, sp- special mention to the Dianoga, because I think Dianogas are really fun. But um, yeah, Mon Calamari, because I, Adam Akbar is like one of the best. And um, that was something that really initially got me like super into like creature design and all of that was um, his design. And actually the first thing that I ever like sculpted and made um, when I was in special effects makeup school was a uh, Mon Calamari like mask. Is that the one that you had? So you just, so uh, over the weekend, it was either last weekend or weekend before all my weekends and everything are running together, but the galactic... (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly the galactic coven had 
an event over the weekend and it was um the galactic gala or coven gala sorry i'm i'm yeah, the galactic coven gala is what they called it yeah it yeah. was like a it was like white themed yeah yeah so i had in my pictures so that's one of the ones i made so my i have two in my house i have two monoclonary heads that just like sit in my house it's part of my decor i guess um so the one that I have, um, I painted true to Admiral Akbar. So it's like the burnt oranges and all of that, and kind of like the darker colors and the yellow eyes. Um, that was the first one I ever made. Um, and it can be worn as a mask, but I didn't cut eye holes in it because I didn't want to have holes in it. Um, so that one kind of sits on a stand. Um, but I was going to make, so the sculpt that I made, because of the type of mold I made, it didn't really make sense to have his like little tendrils in the sculpt because they probably wouldn't have made it out. So I was going to like make the tendrils separately and then glue them on. But I decided last minute for whatever reason <laughs> to give her eyelashes and her name's Amanda Akbar. She's not, she's a girl. Um, so <laughs> that's that one. But so the other one that I have in my house that are in the pictures that you're talking about, um, her name is bubbles. She actually started out as she was like a junk pole. Cause she had some stuff wrong, like just like, not something that you would super recognize if you didn't make the mold yourself like I did, but um, I backed her with foam. And so the foam has to like expand. And so when I did that, it kind of sucked in like parts of her face that I just, I was like, ah, I don't know if I like this. So she was kind of like a junk pool that I started painting for fun just to practice. Um, and then it ended up actually, I was like, Oh, this is looking kind of fun. <laughs> um, and the job I had at the time, the scenic shop, they bought out a um, art gallery for us to display work for fun for a month. So I was like, I'm going to make her a thing and I'm going to put her in the show. So I did that. So I made her a base and I made her like a little cloak and she has like a little seashell brooch. So her name is Bubbles. I don't know if I said that, but I love it. So Bubbles was in the picture. It looks, I mean, it straight up looks like you are standing next to a full Montramari in that picture. I'm like, oh my God, like this is. <laughs> my boyfriend and I like very strategically placed her so that we could try to make it look like as realistic as possible. So yep. thank you. You definitely fooled me. Like that's uh, <laughs> that <was> a plus. <laughs> Admiral Akbar, please. You can see here the Death Star orbiting the forest moon of Endor. Although the weapon systems on this Death Star are not yet operational, the Death Star does have a strong defense mechanism. Okay, so we got the prequels, we got the original. How about the sequel trilogy? This was another hard one because... Because, okay, so part of me wants to say Porgs because I think with the Porgs they really hit something special that was like... A one like not a one in a million chance but like i feel like it's hard to hit that kind of like iconic level like as like like i would put porgs on the level as like ewoks like i really feel like porgs made it right and i really love yep. porgs i do yep babu frick man <laughs> yeah like he's got the really weird like pupils he's got like little like stubble on his face yes i think it's babu frick i babu frick is a great choice i i when i saw because i before the rise of skywalker came out he was in like a behind the scenes uh something clip. Like, what is this yeah i was like what is this thing and then he comes on screen and the, just the way he talks is hilarious too it's just like so funny. Oh, blank, blank. <laughs> that was good uh, i was trying to do the hey hey because there's this girl on tiktok that could do it so well and i was like i want to be like her but i never got there i kind of gave up couldn't get it. Hey, uh, what would size size noodles do? Oh, you're right. 
I'm gonna try now later. <laughs> Even smarter. <laughs> hello, I bubble freak. Why, hello. <laughs> Two more questions for you. This one is probably the most important question that I've asked you uh, this whole interview. Who would win in a fight between a Nexu, a Reek, and an Accolade? And for those who don't know, uh, I'm guessing most people that are listening to this know, but those are the three creatures from the arena scene and Attack of the Clones. What's your thoughts on this? I've been thinking about this very extensively, by the way. Um, so I'm going to first off say that Reek is out. Reek's not making it. Here's why. I think the Ackley is probably the biggest like contender, right? Because of height and then all the stabby claws that'll just wreck you, right? So I just think Reek, Reek is not like Nexu can jump and kind of has maybe a chance of like jumping up and tearing out the Ackley's throat or something weird. Reek is not going, he's not leaving the ground really. So he's out. But that's the thing is Nexu and Ackley, I think it really is kind of a, it's a toss up a little bit because I think they both have a pretty good chance at killing each other. I would say, I think Ackley probably has a better chance at winning just because of the height thing and the sheer amount of legs it has. <laughs> so I guess I'm saying Ackley, but I really, I love the Nexu. So I feel like the Nexu has a chance. Like if the Nexu can just like jump up, which clearly it can jump up high. We saw it, you know, get it to Padme, right? Yep. But it could, it has a chance. No. I guess it's Ackley. <laughs> no um no complaints for me i think that's probably especially the reek yeah you're right it's just just kind it's of just there i love it i love it but no, it's not yeah it's not yeah you need to at least get a little bit of height on that and i just don't think that he that guy's gonna make it 100 i'm with you <laughs> uh, last question Okay, so we found out a couple months ago that we're getting another From a Certain Point of View, uh, which is uh, another Star Wars book. We got one for uh, A New Hope, and it tells 40 different stories from 40 different perspectives of people that we didn't, or things, or uh, creatures that we have not previously heard their take on what's going on on the Skywalker saga. So we're getting a new one in, I think, November uh, for the Empire Strikes Back. And my question to you is, if you could pick one creature or character uh, to get a, from a certain point of view story, telling their point of view from any era, who would you pick or what would you pick? This is a hard question, actually. I did from the kind of question about, you know, the Geonosis, our friends on Geonosis, I actually did. I, I do love the Nexu a lot. So I kind of thought that would be kind of fun. Um, I also really like Boga, though. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun to hear about, like, Boga's life and what she's, how she's feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, and I actually like this one the best, is you bringing up the Doug in the diner. That would be good. In the diner, I kind of want to know about him. I think that's where I'm at now. I think that that's it. I love that, and I think that Attack of the Clones, from a certain point of view, would probably be the best from a certain point of view because there are so they go to so many different planets, see so many different aliens and creatures and things. There's so much. Things are just really up in uh, Attack of the Clones. You got a lot, got a lot going on there. <laughs> there oh, is. you know what? Actually, now that we're saying that, I think it would be very interesting 
I'm upset with myself because now I feel like I forgot the name of the species, which is going to really bother me. Um, what Anakin rides and then it tramples him. That would be really funny to hear about that. (laughs) I'm so upset. I know that they're modeled after ticks. Like I know what they're designed after, but I can't tell you the name. (laughs) Yeah. It's the one he like surfs on and gets thrown off. Yeah. I think it would be really funny to hear about that guy's day. (laughs) That would be a good one. Like some weird man just like jumped on me. (laughs) He's a a Jedi mantra. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) They're like, I don't trust this guy. <laughs> What's going on? I love it. Thank you, Tori, for joining me. This is a lot of fun. Um, so fun you have like really great questions you're great this is so fun you you made it definitely easy because i I just love your take on star wars because it's just it's unique and it's just always always something good i know that just like on twitter or instagram i'm always gonna see something funny or creative or anything so oh thank you so much absolutely very much uh can you tell the people where they can follow you absolutely so um my shop um, is on Etsy. It's Creature Cartel Shop. Um, I do have social media for the shop on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. Um, on Twitter, it's Creature Cartel. On Instagram, it's Creature Cartel Shop, I believe. That might be flipped. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't remember. Um, I'm sure you'll find it. <laughs> the icon is a little alien. Um, my personal social media, um, my Twitter is at the mandatorian so it's literally the mandalorian but with a t in it which which is like the best name too because i always think of i'm like i need to get a better twitter handle but i can't think of a mashup with my name so that shout out to you because the mandatorian just is perfect i'm gonna think i'm gonna think for you now i'll let you know if i think of something (laughs) (laughs) i will um it used to be boba fox because my last name is fox but I thought Mandatorian, you know, we're going into a new era here. I've been going through like a personal rebrand. So it's a Mandatorian. It is. Um, and then on Instagram, it's also the Mandatorian, but there's a dot between the and Mandatorian. Perfect. And I'll post all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, definitely follow Tori, follow Creature Cartel, buy her stuff. It's so cool. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah thanks again for joining me and you can follow the show at force time pod on twitter and also on instagram force time pod same on both and until next time may the force be with you peace